three, two, one, go. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. Eddie so Brown. why do I have this computer screen in front of me? So I can Google something? If you wanted to. Okay. If you needed some information. You know, one day maybe we'll have like a, a third person that sits in here and does data. So we can just maybe I'll have a big screen up on the wall and we can refer to stuff. But until then, you run your own Google. Right. How are you? Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for coming in. I know this, this is a little weird. This is number two? Podcast? Mm-mm. This will be number eight. Number eight. Oh, wow. That's I, like, I like eight. It's a good number. You're going to have... The, the first b- one in the closet, though. Yeah, and you know... <laughs> yes, the first one in the closet. And this is not a closet. It's a studio. Okay. It's nice. It is nice. I like the rugs on the wall. Yeah. These are all the rugs through the years of the salon. I'm, I'm, I might have a little bit of hoarding in me, and I was holding on to them, but this was the reason. It's, they're sound damp- dampeners. Yeah, I hang them on the wall, and they look good, and they sound good. So I was waiting for you, and I'm like, is this weird? But I knew as soon as we started talking, it would not be weird. Mm-mm. I mean, how long have we been friends? Ooh. Um, I don't know. Were you there when I first became super in 95? You were when I started working at... So we... I moved to Rehoboth, I moved to Rehoboth uh, February '94. Yeah. I worked at Shorestop until I got fired, <laughs> and then you took me on out of I think out of sympathy. No, no, you actually my brother worked for you. Did he? And and Todd was quitting to go be a chef or something, and you and I replaced him. And I think that must have been like 1995. If you say so. I say so. I just remember you were on the golf course with me. Well, but it was like 1995, and Tom List was there. He was a super. Yeah. You were the assistant. And then he left. And then he, he left. He left in 95. And then you became the superintendent. March. I think it was March 15th. Yeah. So um, that's how we met. And I always remember that um, I was always impressed with you. Why is that? I don't know. You I'm just, not very impressive. I know. You're not. And I've learned that over the years. But um, I just always just liked the way you carried yourself. I just I thought that um, if I was going to be a better person... I would want to be more like Ed Brown. No, don't do that. Well, just the small little example that I had gotten from you early, and I would later learn that you're right. I do not want to be like Eddie Brown. But, you know, you were very, you know, you, you controlled the situation, and you got a lot of stuff done, and I liked the stuff we were doing on the golf course. I, it was one of my, it was a real, because I was coming out of a period of, like, a lot of drinking. I just was starting to think about getting sober. I, got, I ended up getting sober March 31st of 97, but I was in just this very dark place, and and you were just a great example of somebody that drinks know. a lot. <laughs> yeah, you did drink a lot, and we drank a little in the beginning when we, when I first started. We yeah. did enjoy. I a still few drink adult a lot. Beverages. Actually, I had too much wine last night. Too. You did? I did. Yeah, yeah. that's sorry. I was at the Wells Hunt Club last night. What's that? It's another hunt club. It's um, Jeff Wells. He's a farmer from Milton. Mm-hmm. He's got a hunt club. They had their last dinner last night. So. And we just we were just saying, uh, are we going to talk about hunting? Do you want to talk about hunting? Because that is one of the things that I know that um, you do a lot of. I do. I try. I mean, what do you hunt? You name it. Pretty much migratory deer, turkey. That's have, it. Have you shot any turkey? I have not. No one has. Nobody. No. Because it hasn't. Nolan, Nolan has. Nolan I'm has. sorry, that's your son. Um, it's hard. It's very difficult. They're smart. They're, if they could smell, you'd never kill one, is the old wise saying. They can hear and see everything. Yeah. Sometimes um, I'll fly my drone from my house, and, and I live over by Wolf Nick 
or Breakwater Trail. And if you go down Wolf Neck Road, as if you were driving, but if you were looking to the left, there's that kind of that knoll. I don't know if that's the the nose of the wolf or whatever that is, but um, I've flown my drone back there, and I've seen big groups of turkeys back there, yeah. just around the corner. They've been a huge success story in Delaware. Um, local Mr. Wiggins was one of the ones that got them repopulated. I think it was back in the early 80s when they started doing that. So I mean, the Turkey how, Federation. How do you repopulate? Do you let turkeys go, or do you just stop killing them? No, well, we didn't have. We, there were none, um, and so there was no season. So I think they went. I want to say West Virginia. It was West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Tennessee. They went somewhere and and grabbed them, um, caged, ca- caught, ca- them. caught them, and then brought them back. And then they did that for like three or four or five years. I really don't know. But then they, as time went on, they just repopulated. I think there's and the population right now is very healthy. So can you go anywhere in Delaware and find turkeys? I don't know that for. I don't know about up north. I mean, why would anybody want to live up north? <laughs> Even <know>. turkeys. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm just wondering about the turkeys. Yeah, the turkeys are like now. Nah, we now, live I would at the say beach. they're they're more from the CND can- Canal South. Would be my guess. When is that season? It's the spring. This yeah. spring. It's a spring season. Yeah. So, are you gonna have you? Are you gonna take everything you've? Is this, will this be your first season to hunt them? No, Mm-mm. I've had the. License since you could start first hunt them, which was probably late 90s, early 2000s, something like that. And I never went, never had time because I was always with the kids and their schedules or playing golf. Or and then when no one started hunting, he wanted to go. And so, probably the last five years is what we've I've probably hunted the most for them. Now, did he now you say he shot one? Did he get one because you let him get one, or did he just? I put him on the X, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, that's what dads do, right? That's what dads do. I mean, that's, uh, I, that's I think, the best part of being a dad, really. Yeah. Um, and so he's and just one, he's only gotten one. Yeah, just one, yep. That's pretty cool. Do you get it stuffed or anything? He did, yeah. I watched a, I think it might have been a YouTube video or something of some hunters and the process of shooting a turkey, which was a lot of... I always wonder what that thing is that hangs down in the back behind their... It's like a square. And what it, I guess it is is a setting pad. Oh, yeah. Because you just sit right. on the right. ground. Yeah. And he had that little sandpaper, pencil, little stylus-looking thing, and he's like... On chalk. Yeah, is it on chalk? Chalk, yeah. And, um, or slate, either one. And when the guy, when the turkey finally showed up, I mean, he literally shot the t- turkey's head off. Exactly. Is that what you do? That's what you do. So what do they do as far as, what do you just have a fake head? Uh, the, the taxidermist can fix that. He can pull with it back paint. together? Yeah, with paint. Oh. It, I guess I guess it depends on how severe it was. I think this head was gone. <laughs> he did well, not want to lose that, that turkey. That might just be what they call a tail mount then. A tail, yeah, just, the, just the feathers. Yeah. The important feathers. But do you have, um, and I maybe turkey's not going to be in there because you haven't got one, but do you have a favorite thing to hunt? Ducks. Ducks. And I would say that because I know you, ever since I've known you, you've always had some sort of hunt, hunting dog. Yep. Love um, my labs. And I've had, I've had three. I still got one left. I'll, so. n- I'll never forget when you and I went out in that little boat. You remember the little boat? The little, you, I think your dad the, has at the, go- at the golf course? No, we went out into, I think we went off of where Stonewater mm-hmm. Creek is. What's that? Is it? 
if you go up 16, I don't remember where, but we went to the end of a road and put the little boat in, and we went out looking for duck hunting places all through the marsh and stuff. And we had that little motor. I don't know if you remember that, but I don't. I was like, I don't hunt. Why am I out here? But that's, you know, that's the kind of thing that I always, you know, I always thought that was really cool about you because you're always into sh- crazy shit. And I was like, yeah, I'll go see what he does. And uh, what are the ditches that are out there? Mosquito ditches. What are, I mean, for what? So what, the mosquitoes come into the ditch and then birds come into the ditch and eat them? I, I guess. They were they were built back in the 20s and 30s, all those ditches. I, I guess it was probably two years ago. I was doing a lot of the, I had a new drone and I was flying the drone and putting it to music and flying out over the marshes. And, and that was one of the craziest things that I started to notice is all these ditches in these big areas that we're missing. Well, that the big areas that are missing is the snow geese. The snow geese, and they, they just pull it out and it won't they just grow rip. back. When they eat a plant, they don't just like a, a Canadian goose just nips the gar- the the blade. Right. The snow goose rips the whole plant out of the ground, and then it's done. And then yeah. Well, that's is that why we don't like snow geese? How come we don't hunt those? You do. It's just very difficult, especially like this year. They didn't have a very good hatch in Canada, mm-hmm. so you don't have any juveniles. So the juveniles are the ones that come into the decoys a lot easier because they're not as smart. So this year they didn't have a good hatch, so now you have a bunch of adults around, and they're very difficult to hunt. They're too smart? They're smarter, yep. Have you ever eaten a snow goose? Mm -hmm. Does it taste like regular goose? Yeah. I remember I went to a Christmas party once, and I was so hungry, and I'd walked in, and they had all this food and these slices of rare beef I thought and uh, I tossed a whole piece in my mouth and it was not beef it was goose yeah. not my favorite yeah. it, it, a lot depends what they eat and how it's prepared I um in that same time with my with the drone I flew and I had never this was probably two years ago I had never noticed and they probably do it but I flew the drone out over the ocean and I was probably about three quarters of a mile out over the ocean and I found this giant floating island of snow geese. Mm-hmm. I mean, huge. They go out there and rest and, in the middle of the day. And I creeped up on it, creeped up on it, creeped up on it, then <laughs> they took off. And I was like, oh. And they just, they, they take off away, and then they start to turn. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm backing the drone up, backing it up, because I didn't want, of course I didn't want to hurt any snow geese. Of You're not course. Gonna hurt. <laughs> They're going to hurt your drone. If, that, if a snow geese took a, a drone propeller to the face, the goose is done, especially on that bigger drone I have. That, I, but hard, I didn't want what that. Kind of, how, what are the blades made out of? Plastic. Yeah, that's not going to work. Okay, well, I didn't want. You're going to lose a drone. I backed it up. I backed it up pretty quick because I did not want to lose. And it's weird because I'm out over the ocean and I feel like I'm on top of it. Like, oh, we're going to fall into the ocean. Like I'm actually going to f- die out there. It's very interesting. Um, and I've done it also because they, they, they rest, I guess you say, over there by the water treatment plant, too. They love water treatment plants. So yeah. do ducks. So, yeah, so I flew over there, and then they took off and f- started flying all around the drone, and I was, it was very... Yeah, they use them when it gets real cold, because that water never freezes, and it's fresh, so they can drink the shit water. They can? hmm Well, I mean, at that point, it should be... It may not be fun for us to drink, or, but it should be safe. Yep. But that's right? what well, Should be? Should be, whatever. I mean, you never know. So, ducks around here use them though, and geese. 
Well, there's the 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 tanks, and I see I've I've flown over the tanks because there must be a, I don't know how it works. There must be a series the 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 rawest of the raw comes in, and then it must drop the solids, and then move over to the next one, and drop the solids, and move over and move over, and then it must be treated and then spread out over the fields because it looks like it's shot out over the grass, right? Yeah, it's it's spread through the uh, irrigation. Yeah. So what is that like? Just that rolling irrigation mm-hmm. that just slowly pivots. Yeah, so and then it must work its way up. But, um, yeah, that's interesting that the... But now we have ocean outfall. What's that? Look, all, the, all, the, all the water goes out into the ocean. What, 3,500 feet offshore, right off of Doville Beach? Oh, in a pipe? Mm-hmm. That's not piped out, though, is it? Not yet. I heard they were talking about it. Because I, I don't think... I think they're almost to capacity, and they're running out of places to... They can't. They can't continue to put that spray irrigation out on the fields like that. That's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I. Th- so that's Gordon's Pond, really, in the end, of what that ends up being is because that all comes across and then ends up kind of in that Gordon's Pond area. Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, it's right across from it. Right. So I've I run Gordon's Pond a lot, and I'll leave that parking lot. And Gordon's Pond is a state park here in Rehoboth by the beach and I park and I'll run that and I'm, I'm sure you're familiar have you ever ridden it or I did my bike so as you come as just as you get onto the trail and come around you follow you know you're going along the pond and then you start to bear to the right and you cross over this like little outlook um, it's not the raised one but it's just a little spot and it has a little rail and you can look off with a sign and there are parts of the summer where the, the it smells so bad yeah, that's not that has nothing to do with the the wastewater plant though. That's the algae and whatever's growing in Gordon's Pond. It smells like the flu. It's yeah. I mean, that's the, it's. I mean, there are times I've like it. It brought me to my knees. I'm like, oh my god, like you know, it smells like a sick person. Yeah, well, that's that's the stuff in Gordon's Pond that they're that grows and then decomposes and is dying. Did, but but, but Gordon, Gordon's Pond's never been breached, right, by the ocean. Mm-hmm. It has. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at some, well, if, if you go over by the dunes, you'll see where the sands come across. Well, I've seen where the water has come across. I just don't see. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it's broken. Like it's constantly no. going through. No, not constantly. Like didn't that happen farther up north up the beach? That happened at Prime Hook. Prime Hook. That's that's sandy. Yeah. And but they that was the demise of duck hunting in Sussex County. Well, did they fix it? It's fixed now, seven yeah. years later. But they're they're not coming back. No, so, uh, well, there's a lot of different factors, and this is a very sore subject for me, so I'll get a little animated for your podcast. I love it. Go for it. (laughs) So um, when Sandy happened, it breached. So the backstory, Prime Hook was all private farms back in the 50s and 60s, Hmm. and the federal government came in and confiscated the land. Um, They were all freshwater impoundments. They confiscated it. They paid the farmers through money through the Migratory Bird Act, which is money there to help migratory birds, of which ducks are one. But there's many other different migratory birds that benefit from prime hook other than waterfowl. Um, So over the years, it kept being improved. Uh, Ducks Unlimited, the federal government, the state, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars fixing... um, the refuge, putting water control structures in so you can manage the water level. So what they would do is 
in the summertime, they would open the gates so all the water would Tide come gates. out. Tide gates. Right. They call them water control structures, but it's very, well, you're familiar with a tide gate from the golf course. Right. Very similar to it. They would open them up and drain all the water out. So then that left bare ground. Well, there's, over the years, there's these freshwater aquatic plants that would then pop up and grow during the summer. And then in the fall, they closed the gates, and then water from Waples Pond, rainwater, et cetera, would filter back into the marsh and flood it. So you had, you know, you're talking like 5,000 acres of freshwater impoundments for duck habitat and other migratory birds. And the, the, water, the, water, they, the state does waterfowl surveys um, every month during the fall and, and the winter to see how many ducks are in the state of Delaware. And there were, I mean, it wasn't unusual to have sixty to 100,000 birds in the state of Delaware, migra- migratory birds, ducks, geese, et cetera, um, and half of them being in the prime hook sector just because of that. And so it, it was a, it's a stopping point for ducks migrating south. They would stay because there was fresh water and food. And then if they continued south, they'd stop there on the way back. So, I mean, I understand a little bit, but is that so what what makes an area good for a duck is because ducks eat freshwater plants. Most ducks. Most ducks. I mean, you know, not sea ducks and stuff like that, but that's what's going to keep a duck from coming or leaving. So what when it breached the saltwater, that changed all that. Correct. OK. Go ahead. So, well, so for six years, it stayed like that an open breach to the bay, salt water coming in and out. If you go up there now, it looks like Mars. The surrounding farms were decimated. The, the trees that were planted along the, the edges of the fields were all killed because of the salt water because nothing was ever done to fix the breach. And then finally, um, you know, the, the, the refuge is a microcosm of our federal government and what's wrong with it. I mean, it took six years to figure out, okay, we need to fill in the breach. Well, they need to do these impact surveys, studies after studies, this and what we're going to do. Um, and then finally they came up with, okay, we're going to fix the breach, and then we're going to turn the refuge into a saltwater marsh. So they ripped out all the water control structures, of which you know, DU and the state and whoever spent hundreds of thousands of dollars putting in why would you take something that was freshwater and turn it into saltwater? They don't. They they feel it's un, un unsustainable. Freshwater, due That's, to like hurricanes and stuff. Correct. Do you agree? Mm, no, it's been there that way forever. What's going to make a change? They, and their big their big argument was global warming and seawater seawater rise. So, so that's what you now have is a saltwater marsh. Correct, um, which hasn't worked out as well as they thought. Um, so there's a couple things. The, the, I think they underestimated the amount of water that comes down Waples Pond. So most of the, that part of the marsh, the western part of the marsh, where you get the influx of the fresh water, is reverting back to fresh water. Um, but then you, with, the, with the gates being open, whenever we get these high tides, the water rushes back in. So it's going to be a balancing act to see what actually happens with that. Um, so you, so really, you have like a part that's kind of fresh, brackish, and salt. Correct. So where you have the salt, really nothing's growing. There's some stuff growing, but nothing like what it used to be. Right. 
Do you, I mean, why do you... And the, the proof is in the pudding. The, this past this January, the state did a survey. Remember I said earlier you'd have 60 to 100,000 ducks in the state of Delaware? Mm-hmm. There was 14. 14,000 ducks in the state of oh, Delaware. Oh, I thought you meant actually 14. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, might, as well, might as well be. Right. So. Do you so, think... And if you look, the, the migra- migration patterns changed because there was no food there in that refuge. There was nothing there for them to stay and eat. So if you look at the migration patterns for off of Outer Banks, there's a federal refuge down there that has wet, w- freshwater impoundments. Same timing, the year after, their duck population went through the roof while ours declined. Do you think, I mean, <clears throat> I'm wondering if, like if this was blue crabs, you know, there's a lot of money to be made in like blue crabs. Is there not enough money to be made in ducks? I mean, is there... There is no, well, there's, you have, you have, no, there's really no money. I mean... I mean, do you have to buy a license, I guess? Yeah. I mean, basically pretty much the refuge... Any uh, open space, they're all funded by duck hunter or by hunters because everything we buy that's hunting related has a tax on it that funds these projects. You know, like the you know our hunting license goes to stuff. Uh, our licenses that we buy goes to those programs. When you buy a shotgun, when you buy ammo, when you buy camo, there's a tax all in that that you don't ever see as the consumer that goes to pay for these pro- pay, pays for open space. Who's in charge of that here? Well, so th- with Prime Hook, you have two. You have the state of Delaware, which has owns land up next to it, and Prime Hook, which is mainly the federal government. Is that like the town of Prime Hook? Is that a town? Uh, no, it's a development, I guess. It's Prime Hook Beach Road, so Broad Hill, they all border that pro- the pro- the refuge. So, what would you like to see done in a perfect? world well i mean they should have fixed the breach as soon as it happened which they didn't and they in my opinion they should have left the water control structures so you had the ability to do something it's you know so you all right fine i don't agree with this saltwater marsh theory but all right if you want to try it sure so what's the why what's the harm in taking the the water control structures and leaving the gates open all the time so you still have that back and forth of water flow but now you still, all right, you know, five years down the road, uh, yeah, this saltwater marsh thing ain't working out too good. Now what do you do? Now you're just left with barren marsh that does nothing, and le- except for frag grow, frag mites. Yeah. Which that's pretty much what's growing up there now. What is, uh, so if you go up to 16 and then make a right, mm-hmm. and you go up to all the way down, mm-hmm. and there's like a bridge, mm-hmm. what is that to the left? That's all the federal refuge. Yep. See, before, before the saltwater, that was all freshwater, and you'd see freshwater uh, habitat in the summertime grow there, and then it would flood, and you'd see thousands of ducks there in the fall, in the winter. Uh, it's not very pretty anymore, nope, is it? Nope, it is not. Go up f- even farther, go up to Prime Hook Beach Road, which is just the next road north of that road, Route 16, and go back there, and you'll see all those dead trees I'm talking about. I have gone, we've gone back there because I've always, there was this time where I was looking for cool places to fly mm-hmm. my drone and not, you know, over people and stuff. So I've definitely gone back there and it, it is, it's all dead and everything looks weird. But I mean, it, it, at the time I go, how cool is this place? Because, <laughs> you know, it's like all dead. Yeah, it looks like Mars, that, right. Yeah, it's creepy looking, but yeah, it's a shame. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. If, to me, it seems like if there was money to be made, 
people so, would be a little more sure. That's a shame. Well, and if we had a better, maybe if we had more de- or more ducks, maybe people would buy more licenses and hunt. Well, certainly that's part. Well, part of the problem is, and that's why it's important to always to encourage kids to because it's a dying pastime. It's like, like bridge. Yeah, I, I don't play bridge. So I wouldn't know. It's dying. <laughs> <laughs> They're all up at the club yeah. playing bridge. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but my, I guess it, go, it goes back to if you're not going to take care of something, why buy it to begin with? Um, and what bothers me is, so, you know, you buy the land, confiscate the land, because the farmers didn't want to sell it. They they were hunting it. Um and you buy it with migratory bird act money and then you don't you're not you're not you're not maintaining it for what its intended purpose was. Well, and I agree. I mean, what to install a tide gate or a water control system, that's a pain in the ass. So, if it's there, why would you ever want to tear it out? I mean, Exactly. Just like you said, I mean, why not just keep them open? I mean, if you just If you want to try that point, yeah, that's that that's what, you know. Cuz you know, I was part of Ducks Unlimited, it raised a ton of money for those you know, there's monuments up there at Prime Hook. You know, so Ducks Unlimited paid for those, and then the government tore them out. Mm-hmm. Well, that ain't right. No, that ain't cool. No. So, um, I have a client who comes in, and he they moved down from Pennsylvania, <clears throat> and he's a big hunter. It's if you want to deer hunt around here, it's um, it's not easy. You almost have to be one of the good old boys around here to get into hunting. You need to know somebody. Correct? You need to know somebody. It's not like there's th- there's there's public access, but um, if someone wanted, I've heard I've heard horror stories of you know public access hunting, and I used to do some of it myself. So where does public access hunting take place? There's some on the state park. Mm-hmm. Um, Redden State Forest, I think, has some. Uh, the state has plenty of it has plenty of property throughout Sussex County. Um, yeah, because this guy, I, I was t- I was talking to him, and he was like, you know, I tried to hunt here, and I rented some property, but through the the on the other side of where he was be shooting was like houses and stuff. It was like he was a f- it was weird, and he was he's like, if I shoot something, and then all of a sudden this thing takes off into these houses. I've um, had it happen. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. You've had a deer run into houses. Yep. Excuse and me, coming through. Pardon me. Well, before. Well, we had to walk through the guy's yard, so we actually had to knock on the door and let him know what we were doing so he wasn't alarmed. All these camouflage guys with guns come walking Blaze around. Blaze orange, yeah. Did you find it? Yeah, it was right in his back. We knew where it was. I mean, we tracked it to it. But where, you know, the prop, you know, and, and that's good. that's part of the um, problem with deer hunting in Sussex County now is they're running out of places to live. Um, so they're getting more consecrated. That's why you get... You know more car accidents with them, especially during the mating season in in, in the fall. Um, I remember it's probably about three years ago. One of the plot space places I hunt, I got in the deer stand that morning, and they were building it. I could see they were about three hundred yards, two hundred yards away. I could see them through the woods building this house. And when they started that morning at like seven o'clock, it was nothing but a foundation. And I left around 9 because I couldn't stand the banging of the nails. So I said, I'll come back tonight. So I got back about 3. And I forget when quitting time. It was probably around 5 or It was probably around 6 or so. And uh, by 5 o'clock, they had the whole house framed up Jesus in that Christ. one day. 
So that's a that's a. <clears throat> you said that the water the prime hook was a sore subject. The amount of houses being built is a sore subject. I guess my, I don't fault anyone for making money off their land that's been in their family forever. I don't either. Um, I my fault is on Sussex County, and the state, for the poor planning, or lack of any planning, for the development that's going on in this county. The infrastructure. Oh, there is no infrastructure. There's no infrastructure. You know, tell me if this. What, it seems like to me, and I had to go, I went to a meeting this morning at 8. I rode down 24. That's a disaster. Oh, my God. Well, you remember when the school got built? Mm-hmm. They promised, and and my buddy Kenny Hopkins will, will vouch for the statement, they promised that from Plantation Road to the school would be three lanes by the time that school opened. It's still not three lanes. No, and the, and the, and the, and the traffic jam coming, I guess, Coming e- coming east. Yeah, coming east. It's terrible. That is, and you know what they do is, and 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 they do they did it a lot in in the past, and I, I'm sure they're still doing it, but it's like five miles from the beach. Down 24 that's is a nightmare. Place, that's that's the only place they can build. Right. I remember when I started at the golf course back in '91. I'd wake up at five and five in the morning, six in the morning, go to work, and I'd see five cars driving to work in the middle of the winter. And two of them were cops. You do that now, there's hundreds of cars on the road that early. Mm-hmm. There's pe- people live here and commute to Wilmington, Philly, New York, Baltimore, Washington. It's not that great. Yeah, it is. This is a great place to live. I wouldn't want to drive. I wouldn't want oh, to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't couldn't pay commute me, to Washington, D.C. every day. You couldn't pay me that. Commute. No, it ain't that great. I mean, I lo- I, look, I've been here 22 years. I mean, I love... And, and, and we'll talk some about that, too, because it is a wonderful place. But I, when I, I lived over in Easton. I wouldn't even drive from Easton into D.C. <laughs> That's too far. Um, but you know what? You know, people, uh, you know, and, and I think they're even back in 2007 where everything kind of fell. And there was a lot of people that had bought here to retire here, but were going to finish out their time there. That value dropped. The value here was overpaid. A lot of people, I think, ended up having to make a choice that they had to pick one or the other, and they picked this one. And, and unfortunately, the bed they're lying in is that they have to drive to Philly, Wilmington, D.C. to commute. Um, that would be that'd be awful. Because I know my commute back in those days was about 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not was, no more. Not no more. Well, and it, so it was bound to happen. People are going to, of course, live here, but... Well, and well, Sandy helped that too. There was another, you know, Sandy just didn't hurt the, the duck population at Prime Hook. It, you know, you see a lot more Jersey and New York tags here than you used to. Yeah, but that's and even like Christine, my wife. She is. They moved down from New York, but it wasn't because of that. It was because of taxes. Exactly. Taxes. Exactly. They were spending, I think, twelve to thirteen thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. in taxes, and that's cheap. That's cheap for them up there. For them. Yeah, I mean it could be much more. So, a lot, of, and and I, you know, I'm lucky to have a business where I end up meeting a lot of new people, and and fortunately, a lot of them are coming from New York, and they're never really very happy about it. <laughs> they just don't like it here, and I say, you know, that thirteen thousand dollars you spent every year—that's buses, things to do, you know that. 
you don't get that here. You're not having mass transit. Uh, That's another pet peeve: buses, these dart buses. No I, I've, I've yet to see one that was even remotely had people on it. And a buddy of mine was telling me because he knows I'm. I, I think it was a professor from University of Delaware. I think did some survey, and that the usage of those buses is like less than five percent or something. Something stupid. Well, I mean, <clears throat> so I don't do you know. think they don't run enough? Do you think, because I will tell you, this um, last year for the 4th of July is the first year I rode the, the bus in. And then we took it from the new place they built. Lewis. The little parking lot there. They paid $5 million for a piece of land. $5 million for a piece and of it's land. It's still under construction. It's still under construction. And it was awesome. Okay. We jumped on. We paid, it was, I think, $4.17. And, like like, and it was only cash. So luckily I had the cash. Um, but it was nice that day because they really they just decided certain buses were for the Fourth of July, and we rode right in, and we got right off. And All right, after so the Fourth of so July, so I'll ask you for that one time of the year: is what their pet spending worth that? No. But that doesn't mean that they can't spend and develop, and then figure out how to do a better job at it. We have to have some sort of transportation. Or do you? Are you suggesting we get rid of the buses? I don't see. Yeah. Yeah. No buses. No buses. They make no sense to me. Nobody uses them. Well, except for busy holidays like that. Well, what happens if they figured out a way to use them? You've got to find people that want to use them. Well, and I've heard that even um, a lot of the, the businesses in Rehoboth require their employees to ride the bus in. I don't know. That might be in the summer. In the summer. No, in the summer. I mean, And maybe not. It's not maybe required, you, but you, it's suggested. If you go in the city of Rehoboth... In the first two weeks of September, when the parking meters are still in effect, you can get a parking space anywhere on Rehoboth Avenue. You go the day after the parking meters aren't in effect, you can't find a parking spot. Why? The employees. Oh, because when the... So what you're saying is when the parking meters shut off. When they shut off. Feels, right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There is no place to park in Rehoboth. I mean, what... And now they're talking about a parking garage. It's only about 30 years too late because Richard Derrickson 30 years ago said you should, they should build a, a uh, well, parking I, garage. You can build a parking garage. It's going to be full. Sure. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, you could, you're uh, just... My in-laws, well, they're, you know, Christine's in-laws were up in, um, they live up in New York, and they had to go to the, to the, the they had to visit the hospital up in the Bronx, and they had a parking garage, kind of, I, I'm guessing, like, kind of maybe the one for, like, the hospital for BB, but he said, first of all, it's valet parking, you can't even park in there, it's all valet, and it's like three cars deep. You know, you have the original parking spot, a car in front of it, and a car in front of it. He said there's, like, this one little passageway <laughs> up the ramp. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I wonder if a parking garage was even, you know, built for that kind of weight. You know, did they figure that out? I mean, triple the cars? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. And I think they're raising parking this summer, aren't they? I think they were. I, I think that was proposed. I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't remember if it's gotten. Uh, passed or not. I do like that um, that parking mobile app. Yes, I use it all the time. And myself. it's weird because I don't mind paying $4.50 on the parking mobile app. I have an issue putting $4.50 worth of quarters in. It's, it's funny how they make that, that make, makes it easier. It makes it it's easier. It's just like a credit card. 
Well, and that's, it's funny, you know, and you, <clears throat> maybe not as much with your kids because your kids are, are a little older, but with my kids, you know, they love the, like we go down to the boardwalk, they play the, the go to the rides and play the games and or even at like a lefties. Everything is now put on a card. Mm-hmm. So you go and you charge the card with money and then the kids swipe it, swipe it, swipe it, and then the card's empty. And I'm like, you know, is this, I'm sure there's not like some diabolical plan to, you know, promote credit card usage, but it is taking away that pain. Correct. I still feel the pain. Yep. How come they're not? Exactly. But what are we raising? I mean, what are we training our kids to just swipe and, and move on and convenience? I mean, my my kids are all do it and they all do it. I they've actually I Wawa's got me trained now. So I put money on my Wawa app and buy my coffee with my Wawa app. I used to do that. I had the Wawa app when it first came out and it started it in fact the guy just told me, he goes, I'm surprised you don't have the Wawa app and I go, I used to have it, but I had some problems with it at some point, and I, I, I never. I, I I did the same thing, but I stopped using. It. And he was, I said, you know what? They're going to give me free coffee. You know, like I get like one free coffee a month, basically on on that rewards program. I'm like, you know what? I'm, no, and I like the. I, it's, I, it's not like I'm not going to Wawa. That just you know, instead of giving two dollars and take the change and put it in the the donation box right next to it, I just do the app now and. Well, and I, like I said, I, I did the app, and I'll have to relook into it. What I do now is I actually take a gift card, a Wawa gift card, mm-hmm. and I put cash on it, mm-hmm. and I pay everything with that cash because, and you just said it. I mean, if something is, uh, you know, $5.15, and I'm left left with $0.85 cents in my pocket, it's going into a jar or somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it really was $5. <laughs> so I'm like, this is stupid. So I, I have a gift card, and I actually had an Eagles one for a long time, and it finally broke, and I just had to get a new one. That's good. But I'll have, yeah, well, that's a whole nother podcast, our Cowboys. <laughs> I don't even want to get into football. So what is, um, what's the next season? What are we shooting now? Turkeys. That'll be the next one, spring. April. I think it's in April. I don't even know when it starts, but it's sometime in April, I think. I, um, I'd be curious to find out. You'll have to come back and do a podcast on turkey hunting because, oh, see? see I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Uh-oh. doesn't like me. I put I, let, I put I gave Brownie a computer so he he's like what's this computer for? This is why it's for. I yeah. ca- I had my phone I could have done it then. Do you um do you try to do something year round whether it's fishing hunting? I know you like crabbing. In fact, you're supposed to take me out. I am crabbing. supposed to take you crabbing. And you know and and what I was going to say is, you know, blue crabs. My dad grew up in you know was born and raised in Selbyville, and when he was a kid, he he used to tell me that as a kid you couldn't give crabs away. Nobody liked crabs. And now, I mean, I don't know how much money they create for the state, but they're a big deal. I love, uh, so you can actually see waterfowl surveys on here. What is that, a computer? Well, I'm on the Delaware Fish and Wildlife site. Yeah, so the, do you think if, the, if, if we were a huge destination to come duck hunting, and there was more money to be created. Do you think that would it would have received the attention maybe that you thought, or did it just receive the attention and you didn't like the re- attention it was receiving? Because I know they turned it into a saltwater. Yeah, you just didn't like. I, I, well, it it was a special place and it no longer is. Yeah. I guess is what bothers me. Yeah, no, yeah. that makes sense. You know, they they're they're not using it for what it was originally intended, in my opinion. The what do you think is going to happen with our infrastructure here? 
What do you think is going to happen with this building? Because they're obviously not going to stop building. You're not going to be able to move. You can't move on Route Nine on 24 now. No. And before Route One, it was like Friday afternoon. Oh, here comes the beach traffic. Well, the beach traffic's now like Wednesday afternoon. Right. I mean, it's just and with all the bypasses they're doing north of us, when they get done, um, so 16 Route 16 bypass hasn't started. When they get that one done, you'll be able to go from 95 at Christiana Mall all the way to five points without a traffic light. So they're just going to pour in. Well, that, that and there's going to be a traffic jam at five points that's going to be 10 miles long. Because the other thing is those traffic lights that would stop traffic every once in a while, you know what that does? It allows all these other roads to allow people to cross the road, mm-hmm. and they're not going to be because it's going to be a constant stream of cars. Well, it's like you're never going to be able. You never be. Able, yeah, right out here on Cave Neck, you can't. Even, if you want to cross the road, it's almost impossible. It's almost impossible. Well, I always say they should take 24 and just go straight right east, right through that graveyard, right through that trailer park, right through the marsh, right into Lewis. And I think they should take a road right down nine. Or not nine, um, where Dunkin' Donuts is. Straight down, straight through the marsh, straight into Lewis. Well, that's what people were worried about when they put the bike path in. That's what they thought they were going to do. Well, who, who's the people that are worried, and what are they worried about? Uh, I mean, traffic I, moving. I guess I don't. Why why well, can't why can't we put a nice elevated roadway across the marsh? That's probably what it comes down to on Route One. They're they're going to put an elevated road above it, so you you know you have local traffic underneath and the Ocean City traffic up top. Right. Well, the other thing you could do you could put a a, a toll at the bridge at Indian River, and that would get rid of some of the people. Well, it would make people go one thirteen if they're going south of the bridge. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know how many people that is and whether it actually makes a difference. I went over. Have you ever been over to Ocean City, New Jersey? Mm, no. It's been a while. We went over there last summer. Um, we have some friends that live over there. And Ocean City was one of the towns that was, I guess, was wrecked up by Sandy. Right? Correct. And so it's just starting to be rebuilt. It was weird because we had gone over there and all the trees were little... You know, it was like a, it was like a brand new little town, and the cool thing was they have a, a great infrastructure of roads. You know, a bunch run one way and a bunch run the other way, and there is no traffic jam. It's like they have roads. We just don't have that here. It's just it's awful, and you know, and people we you know we live so much for summer, but summer can be just as bad as winter. You know, you might go one place, but once you get back home, you're like, well, I'm not going back out. That's it. Correct. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm glad. I don't even. Where do you live now? The Glade. Oh, you're back over at the Glade. I mean, Jesus Christ, you've probably lived in seven houses. Um, one. When I met you, you lived on nine. So that's well. And then you one, went over to the club. Two, three. Um, trying to think. Four, five, six. I think I'm in seventh, my seventh house right now. Which one was your favorite? 
Um, I liked the one out on 24, but I hated the traffic. We had to get, that's why we moved. Oh, the traffic? I just couldn't stand the traffic. If in the summertime, if I was going to the golf course, if I didn't get on 24 by 9 o'clock, it took me like 40 minutes to get to Rehoboth. That's crazy. Yeah. I would never live down 24. You have so, to start, if you live on 24, you need to start coming, well, to, the, when I lived coming up, to grips with Millsboro as your new town. Well, when I lived up here in off of Eagle Crest in Milton, in the summertime, I would leave like 11 o'clock, and <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you exactly how I would go. So I would go down Route 1 at five points. I jump on to Plantation Road. I go Plantation Road down to Postal Lane. I'd hop off Postal Lane and go behind what, what used to be the Super Fresh, which I think is an Acme now. Mm-hmm. So I would go behind that supermarket. Do you want to divulge all these secret paths? People already know it. People, oh. do, they, they do it. Th- this was like four years ago, and people were already doing it. So then you go behind the outlets. Then you hop back on Route 1, but you stay in the turn lane, turn your blinker on, go down. You know, you look for a cop seeing if you're riding the lane. or So you hop in the Hampton Inn, or you go down to 24, and you make a right on 24. Mm-hmm. Then you make a left into the, the Rehoboth Mall at the uh, I, I Institute. Go down, make the left, go behind the mall. Yeah, but they sh- so what? You have to come out by the right because they shut down that other way behind. Correct. Walmart. You can you only can come the one way. So you make the left, you come out by the right. You end. ruined that one. You go out on Route One again, stay in the turn lane, make a right onto uh, Old Landy Road, then you make a left onto Airport Road, then that brings you down uh, to and you would. At that point, you you have to look at what the traffic's doing. Some options. So if it if it if it appears to be very crowded, I would make a left into that mall, uh, into the shopping mall where Mishy's is, and I go the, in there and then come out through the seesaw shop out on the Route One. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd just go straight out and go into uh, Route One by uh, uh, the Cantina. So, so that's a. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's how you're determined to. to Well, I'm not. I'm sorry. I I would rather move and it take me an hour versus not move and take me an hour. I got there was still. I I still think it's faster. It's so what I usually do because I like I'll you know I work out here so I have to go. What I usually do is I just take Route One and then I take a ride at Grotto's. And then I just jump on Plantation Road and I just by the way that 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 light at. Plantation Road off of, I don't know what that road is, Grotto's, the Grand mm-hmm. Slam. That's the quickest light in Sussex County. You never wait more than 30 seconds at that light. For it's a nice little intersection right there. They did a good job. Yeah. I like how it kind of dips down. It's very... So I, f- I found turkey season for you. Okay. So it runs from April 13th to May 11th. And then there's a special one-day youth hunt on April 6th, which is, I think, probably the Saturday before. And if it, I don't know if this is a dumb question, but do you use bow and arrow, or is it always gun? Um, I think you can use bow. Yeah, I don't think they. Uh, well, deer has a bow season and like a gun season, right? Well, so for deer, you can hunt September first to the end of January with a bow every day. Just during the firearms seasons, you have to wear a blaze orange. Okay. Non non rifle seasons, firearm seasons, you don't need to wear blaze orange. I um. I run that trail, and sometimes I wonder if there's, like... Legal firearms, bows, and shot sizes. Shotguns, muzzleloaders, longbows, compound bows, crossbows. Do you have a favorite you like to hunt with? For turkey? For anything. 
Um, well, turkey, I'm using a rifle, a shotgun. They're just they're too hard to kill. I, I've never killed one, so I'm going to kill one with I'm a shotgun. I'm killing something. Well, that's your best, that's your best chance. Right. Um, I don't know. Each has its merits. Um, I like I like deer hunting with a bow because it gives me so much more freedom of as when I can hunt. Because right. um, now we can deer. I can hunt every day now with a bow, even Sundays, which was nice that they the state finally got rid of the blue laws and allowed us to hunt on Sundays now. I just wish they'd do it for duck seasons, which uh, the seasons just came out for next year. They're proposed, and Sundays aren't on it yet. So, Is that because you're just always working and doing stuff on the other days? Well, it, well, I, one, that's one. For the person that works every day or Monday through Friday, he can only hunt one day on the weekend. I'm not sure what the diver- divorce rate's going to be after that happens, but... Um, well, that's also like football season, too, right? Yeah, well, to be honest, I don't watch football anymore. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather go sit in, sit in the field or sit in the duck blind or something on right. a Sunday. Um, I watch football just out of nothing But, else you know, there's, you know, this year they, you know, I always liked hunting with a muzzleloader because you can shoot out a little farther in some of the places I have that, you know, you need that. And then this year they allowed the... The straight well, so you could always hunt with a handgun, but now they allow rifles with straight wall ammunition that you would be used in a handgun. So now I have the what's it a four six the four sixty, so it's pretty it's, awesome. It's nasty. It's nasty. Yeah, it's that's pretty good. So the what do you, do you want to talk any more about the the infrastructure of this place, or do you just want to sit back and cross your fingers and hope it's all going to work out? That's pretty much what you're going to do. Who, I mean, don't you think nothing, someone should no, step Nothing's going to happen. What's going to happen? Nothing. So isn't there somebody that should be in place to prevent that? You would think, but... I would think you might know who it is. No, I don't. You don't. Because that's... It's interesting, like... We do live in a little town, and sometimes I think it's, you know, who you know to get stuff done. I always laugh. Sure. You know, like... That that where the furniture place is, there was never an entrance, and then all of a sudden, you know, Finns gets puts a restaurant there, and all of a sudden now they carve a hole out so that you can. I pull think that it. was always there; it just was never utilized. It, the there was a wall. Remember, you could pull in and go to the. Well, they moved it. I think that was one of the deals. They moved because they, one of the things Dada doesn't like, they don't like those ingress egress next to a intersection, so. Remember, it was a lot, a lot closer. They just moved it farther down. Basically. Well, before it was, you could turn in, you could, and there was a wall. And then they took out the wall. They moved it up. But, I mean, you know, Outback has no entrance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, these people, they go by, and they're like, how do you get there? <laughs> well, and, you know, you go over to Iron Hill, and I go to Iron Hill, and I go, why is Iron Hill? There's nobody here. I mean, we've gone, and there would be. Well, see, that one, there was, it, there was an entrance there, that's, and that's always been there. Right, but the people go by, and that what I, and I talk to the people at Iron Hill, and they're like, yeah, the, a lot of these people that are parking here are at the outlets and at Outback. Really? Yep. How about that? And they say they park right there, and, and then they walk across the street over to the outlets. Because, I mean, the parking lot, there's no place to park. We're parking out in the back. And we go in, there's no one there. Like, where's all these people? And they say, well, these, there are a lot of these people park for the outlets and, and then Outback. But you would think Outback would have got a spot or somehow got connected. Yeah, I remember when that went in, talking to Trish, the manager. 
I guess Trish wasn't the man, the original manager. I forget who it was, but Trish has been there forever now. So yeah, I there. Have you ever eaten at at Iron Hill at all? Have you tried it? Yeah, we went down there. Um, we've not had dinner there. We go. We went in the summer and sat on the on the outside deck and tried their beer and had some apps. Yeah, the there's a place be- behind it. Is it Chaps? Yeah, the barbecue. Is it even open yet? I saw a guy doing uh, some live stream, and he was like, "Yeah, we got the the grills fired up today. That was yesterday." So no, so it's just now opening. Just like yesterday. So I, it looks good. I'd like to try it. I'm doing a uh, new diet. Me too. Are you? Mm-hmm. What is it? Eat, eat everything. Whatever, eat whatever yeah, I, I want. <laughs> I'm only eating dinner. I do that pretty much anyway. Every once in a while, I don't eat. I normally don't eat breakfast. I only have coffee. Yeah. And every once in a while, I'll have lunch. But mostly it's just dinner mm-hmm. and beer. And wine. Is that your new and thing, rum. wine? Well, last night was. So I can't even imagine you with a big glass of wine. I can imagine you with a beer. No, it, was, it, was, it wasn't that formal. Last night we had the little plastic Dixie cups with our wine. Nice. Well, I Because remember, what, it was a hunt club. We'll wrap up this first podcast. What do you think? That was easy. That was an hour. That was an hour. I knew that would happen. <laughs> I appreciate you doing this with me. You're welcome. Enjoyed it. I'm going Look forward to, to coming back. Yeah, well, we're going to have you back because we we're going to get better at this. I got to get things so we don't pop the sounds and stuff. But you know, it's a it's a process, and it's it's an intimidating process to do podcasting, especially when you're in a closet. In a cl- <laughs> this is a studio, but it's intimidating. And then you got to get people on board with the same idea of sitting around chatting. And people are like, oh, I can't, I got nothing to say. And I well, go, this is like me, you, me, me get my haircut with you. We, we sit there and chat forever, and it's only 15 minutes. Right, exactly. And then you give me money, which is always nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving you money today. I thought you were paying me. I'll give you a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need money. You're rich. You're rich. No, I have three kids. <laughs> I have three, too. Hey, I appreciate it, Brownie. Um, we will do this again, and um, thank you. Amen. Thanks. Right, have a great day. Yep, appreciate it. Right,